So what's up, guys? We kind of uh, we kind of jumped the gun by talking about the September cover story in our last podcast of August. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, it's out. What do we do now? talk about a little bit because uh i noticed it it's got a lot of chatter on on facebook and if you're unfamiliar with what we're talking about uh, the september issue of the ramp monthly uh, features a a uh, wonderfully written story by mr gordon anderson about the uh the upcoming bond referendum that will put before voters the decision whether they want to fund a multi-million dollar sports complex here in sanford and uh, as I expected, response has been mixed. Tax is bad. Well, yeah, that's that's basically the <laughs> the argument against it is tax is bad, and uh, and you know what? Right now, with uh, COVID and unemployment and all that stuff, that's about. It's about a good time for that to be an argument, and I completely understand it. I completely understand the mindset of somebody who says, I don't want to spend extra for this, and I'm not going to bash those people by any means or or say that they're wrong. Uh, but I will say that they're wrong because <laughs> I think uh, I think Sanford desperately does need this sports complex, and, uh, and there are a lot of people in Gordon's story who say the same. And I just, uh, whether you, whichever side of the fence you sit on, I re- I hope you read it and come out with a decision for yourself. If, if what Gordon wrote was enough to convince you that this is something that would not only help the children here and people who play youth sports and, and families, that would also kind of be another shot in the arm economically here. And if it does go... Um, where they're expecting it to go, which would be off of the 421 bypass and Broadway road. There's a lot of opportunity in that area, I think for, for growth as well, whether you're talking about hotels, whether you're talking about more retail in that area, the whole, the whole, you know, the whole bypass here, I think is ripe for that kind of growth and a sports complex like that would be, I think the thing that would get that started. Well, and after the, the election in November, COVID's going to be over. So, yeah, that arc- <laughs> Yeah, what's well, already after, over? The day after, there's a right? vaccine already, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I, I I thought it was an interesting thing to write about, and probably something that people need to know more about. Yeah. So, speaking of COVID being over, I don't know how much of this I'm supposed to uh, reveal. But we overheard in one of my kids' uh, online classes today that there will be a survey going out to teachers soon. I mean, I'm sorry, to parents soon, um, asking them about how they would feel if uh, schools were to open. Would I haven't seen the survey. I have no idea what's on it. My guess is, though, that it will be questions regarding what is the likelihood that you would send your student back, how safe would you feel, et cetera, et cetera which if that is coming in any form, 
I think it presents the likelihood that our Board of Education is considering uh, returning to school in some form, whether it's plan B or whether it's all in. I know uh, after six, what are we in the third week, John, of online school now, third or fourth week? Yes, three long, grueling weeks. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot of a lot of parents out there who uh, are, are would consider sending their kids back, and I don't know where my wife and I sit on this. And by that, I mean I don't know where my wife sits on this. <laughs> but you know, it's something we would consider. I think, and maybe three weeks ago we wouldn't have. What about you, John? Yeah, I agree. Um, my daughter's doing pretty well, but she always does pretty well with learning on her own, but I think she's missing a lot. I mean, just, just by not being in, I I don't really, I don't know. I mean, I, I want her to be in the classroom and to have the social aspects of school. Yeah. And um, Cameron, I mean, it, it can't be anywhere near what high school really is for a high school, high schooler to be online learning. How do you virtually stuff somebody into a locker? Exactly. Like, like they're just smoking in their own bathrooms. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no. But I, I think we are. I think we would love to return to the classroom with proper precautions. And my, I think- my, under, my understanding is that regardless of you know, a timeline for returning that when they do the virtual Academy will be an option. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of on, on the side of that the school board should probably do this. And I would, I would base that on the fact that a lot of schools have done it and you're not hearing a lot of bad things coming from that right now. You're not hearing, uh, you know, COVID-19 is still very real, very prevalent, and it's still killing a lot of people. Uh, but you're not hearing that schools are are being um, any kind of cause for mass clusters or anything like that, or, unless I'm just reading the wrong headlines. You know, I do get all my news from Fox News, so well, <laughs> could be missing out. Well, I'm Moore kidding. County went back to uh, in-classroom learning and I mean, they've had some outbreaks, but nothing. I don't think they've had huge ones that I've heard of. Yeah. Incidentally, the the biggest one was in Robbins, where I grew up. <laughs> so, I mean, the I, the if the schools do come back, they will look completely different. There there will still be the social distancing. There will be, you know, six feet between chairs. There will probably be lunch had in classrooms and not in large cafeteria settings. Uh, you're probably looking at different, um, just a lot of different things, you know, children wearing masks all day. Uh, I know at Campbell University, professors have to wear the masks or stand behind this partition at their podiums where, you know, kind of like you see at convenience stores. And it looks a lot different. It looks very different, but it's working there. I know Campbell University just launched a dashboard this week and uh, i I haven't seen the, the current numbers, but I know the first set of numbers that came out, it was very low. And I know they were very happy about that. And I, you know, it's my hope that the same would happen to the schools, but this is the thing is if, if they come back and it doesn't work, then they have the tools in place to stop it immediately again and go back to online learning. 
And maybe three or four weeks ago, I didn't think this, but maybe now I think it's worth a shot and it's up to the parents to decide whether they want to participate or not. And that's where my wife and I are still on the fence, but you know, the fact that we're even considering it now means we've come a long way. Well, the numbers have gone down pretty consistently. I don't know if they've continued to decrease, but after the first couple of weeks of August, when we had really high numbers, since then I think we've had three weeks in a row of consistently about half that. And your latest report that came out said we have just about a hundred plus active cases in Lee County. And that's, that's a key number. I think it was even less than that, yeah. less than a hundred. Oh, really? And that's, that's the lowest it's been since the outbreak really hit in Lee County. Yeah. Now we, we've also had two deaths in the past week. So it's like I said, this is still happening. <laughs> it's still very real, but there, there does come a point where you've got to try things and, um, things are looking positive right now. There is talk of vaccines and things like that. So, you know, maybe this is the start of it. Maybe this is the start Wait. of, of, uh, so I had getting back to normal. I had my own COVID scared last this weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah tell us us, about that. You didn't tell us yeah, so, the result. Oh, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> oh, I got it. I got COVID. <laughs> no, I'm, pre- I'm pregnant. <laughs> I'm pregnant with COVID. I don't know. No. Uh, so Friday night, I just had a, like, in the middle of the night, I just woke up like freezing, like a chill, I guess. And then I had, I didn't check my temperature, but I guess I had a fever because the next day I had a fever all day on Saturday and I had some chest congestion and stuff like that. And Saturday, Sunday, you know, it didn't go away for a while. And so I was talking to my boss and she was like, you just, just go get tested. And so I was like, okay. <laughs> and my wife was not stoked about that because if she's a dental assistant. So if I, you know, when I got tested or had symptoms, then she couldn't go to work. And so we were going to lose, you know, money until she came, she, till I, my test results came back. I mean, not that she was mad about that, but you know, it is a hardship. Yeah. And then like Sunday took the test immediately started feeling better. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so Monday and Tuesday, it took, took about three days to get my test back, but I was negative. So that's yeah. good. So hey, but tell, it was, tell us about the, the test. T- oh my God, y'all. Like I've had kidney stones. Oh my God. That was the worst pain ever. But like for like a split for like five seconds, this was worse. Oh my God. They like stick a thing into your brain through your nose. It was, it was so bad. And it feels like they scrape skin off the inside of your nose. It was awful. I don't, I, I, if I have COVID again, I'm going to have to be like near death before I get a test. Did they, did you ask why they, why? Because don't they have like different. Yeah, they have a saliva test now, but. I just don't think it's reached us yet. Yeah. Um, this, but now the results came back a lot faster than my brother had to get one two weeks ago, and his took like a week to get back. So maybe they're at least improving that part. I think uh, they said Moore County gives you your results in like 24 hours because they process it right there at the hospital. So where did you go stuck. for the test? It was actually the first health up here next in Tramway, the first health convenient care. They have okay. a test. Yeah. And, we'll, and they I mean, were really what, good. What was it like? Did you just drive up and somebody in like a hazmat suit comes out and 
Yeah, well, I called first and I was like telling them their our symptoms and my symptoms, and she was like, "Well, they shoot a I mean, dart in your neck and you pass out, and when you wake up, <laughs> <laughs> I wish you're missing. That'd be items. so much easier." <laughs> <laughs> so then she was like, "Well, just come on up here. We'll, we'll get tested." So. I, you know, I drove up there. I had to call when I got there, sat in the car for a little while, but it it wasn't near as long as I thought it would be. There was like four other cars there, people getting tested. And uh, she just came out. She talked about my symptoms, got my insurance and stuck a thing up in my brain. And then I was done. It was, it was really like quick, but it yeah. was painful. Have you noticed like uh, black cars or helicopters following you since they implanted that thing in your head? I keep getting like this weird call from like like a two oh two number and they just it's just like heavy breathing <laughs> and then they hang up. I hear Russian talking in the background. Right. So I don't so, know what that is. <laughs> so this is something I, I'm curious about. So we we we're all wearing masks, we're all staying socially distant for the most part. So you would think in addition to not spreading COVID you would think our numbers with the flu, the common cold, and a lot of other things would be going down considerably too. And I don't know if that's the case or not, but it just makes me wonder. Um, you know, John, it's you not probably, flu season though. Well, it's true, but John, it's starting soon. What I'm but yeah, though, okay. is, is what did you have then? Because yeah, so that's what I'm wondering. Like, and, yeah, like I haven't done anything pretty much. Right, <laughs> I've been sitting right here. So I was wondering, like, is God just playing like a cruel trick on us to like? create this similar virus to send to us. <laughs> no, I but mean, really, can like, somebody, what did I Can have? somebody just get a fever, or is it always spread? I think it's always infection-related. Well, like, the, a fever is your body fighting something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could have been something you ate. could have been, you know, something yeah. like that. But, but you know, usually I mean, that's I did accompanied have some, by some other foul well, things. <laughs> well, I did have some gastrointestinal concerns as well. Okay. And that was actually part of the symptoms. If you read for yeah. COVID, like yeah. they pretty much throw everything in that though. Like yeah. <laughs> you read the symptom list and it's like, Oh, have you ever breathed? Have you ever breathed air? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the symptom list is pretty long. Yeah. But, um, well, we're like glad you don't have it. Oh, like me commercials too. with the side effects. One time my cousin, we were watching some commercial for some dr- drug and, they said side effects include, and he said, green baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, though, I was kind of like when I started feeling better mon- Sunday night and Monday, I was kind of like hoping I had it because if that's all it was, then, you know, I'm good. Like right. I was going to be okay and I would be immune to it. But yeah, that's the way I got sick back in March for all this happening. That's the way I felt as if, if I had it kind of hope I did. I never got tested. I never even got the antibodies test, but I was kind of hoping I did. Still hope I did, but um, now they're saying you can get it again, so I guess that yeah. sucks. <laughs> so it's my anniversary today, guys. Oh, oh, happy anniversary. Yeah, my wife woke me up because she gets up way earlier than me and was like, happy anniversary. Was that eight, nine years? Nine. I think so, be a good so time probably replay pro- our interview with Vince Gill from <laughs> Oh my god, we should include days. that. We should oh, include Lord. that. I uh, no. I don't know where to it's gotta be in my office at work. Oh I have it. You do? Oh I have it. <laughs> 
Well, that, Vince called already. That was like your first date with her, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. My friend. Uh, oh, it's my, on. My friend's wife was friends with her, and he set me. He set us. Well, they set us up on this blind date with them to go see this convers this concert. It was actually pretty cool. I mean, it was Vince Gill and Pinehurst. So. But uh, yeah. there's, there's been a few concerts I've gone to where I hear the name and I'm like, yeah, Vince Gill would do that to me. I'd be like, yeah. But then yeah. it turns out it's usually a pretty good show. I mean, they're they're famous for a reason a lot of times. And he's got he's got some hits. Yeah. This is Gordon. I'm popping in here after the fact to introduce our next clip, which is from some of the earliest days of the rant when we were still a radio show on WDCC FM 90.5. This clip appeared on June 2nd, 2010, and John and Billy interviewed somebody purporting to be country musician Vince Gill, who described Jonathan's behavior at his concert the Saturday prior. We still don't know if that was the real Vince Gill. We're using this clip with permission from WDCC-FM. 90.5 FM in beautiful Sanford, North Carolina. Sunny. Sunny downtown Sanford. Is it sunny today? I don't know. Excuse me. I'm Billy Liggett. I'm uh, joined by John Owens and Gordon Anderson. And for all of our new listeners out there, you can find us at facebook.com slash therant905. And you can call us at 919-718-7382. Coming up next, we're going to talk a little bit about John's... it, it just kind of sounds weird. We're, we're a news talk show, and I'm about to say, coming up next, we're going to talk about John's concert experience at Vince Gill. So, yeah, that's that's the kind of show you get here. And then uh, we have entertainment news coming up. We have national news, and then we'll end with some odd news if time permits. So that's what we're doing. Uh, like I said, call us, 718-7382. And uh, with that, John, you took a beating last week when we found out that you were going to a Vince Gill concert. And it was all part of a, a friend. You know, you went with a bunch of friends. I understand you had a, a, a date. Hey, phone call. I understand you had a date and everything. But I want to know I want to know how the Vince Gill concert was because we gave you a hard time about it. Man, he was awesome. Well, I mean, come on. I won't I won't say he was awesome. But it well, was, you just did. Well, he was, he was much better than you'd think he was. Okay. And it was really good, man. It was a really cool venue. And, uh, it was it was it was copacetic, man. Okay, so we've got a caller who has a story here. What? <laughs> oh, wow. Why do I even talk to you guys? <laughs> I hate you guys. Uh, I really believe it or not, it's Vince Gill. It is not. What? All right. He says he's in the Pinehurst area still, and um, I guess they can hear us down there. Right. Oh, cool. All right. Well, cool. let's uh, let's patch Vince Gill through then. I, I'm let me uh, turn down the music here. Vince Gill. Vince Gill. This, so last week we had, uh, we actually, you know, last week we had. Wow, this is one up and next, last yeah. week. What's his face? <laughs> we, had, <laughs> we had a what's his face, yeah, most had, famous guest ever on the rant. We had Doug Jones, the lead singer of Craven Melon last week. And uh, from what I understand now, we have Vince Gill. And so, uh, Vince Gill, are, are you on? Can you hear me? Why, yes, I, I am the Vince Gill. Hey, all right. We got the Vince Gill on here. We're honored to have you, sir. Um, what? So what led you to pick up the phone and call us? Well, I heard, I was listening to the radio, and I heard you guys talking about my concert Saturday night. Um, 
It's great to hear you guys talking about me. I'm, I'm afraid you've left out much of the story about what happened on that dark and evil night, though. A uh, dark and evil night. Uh, well, John was just telling us he had a good time, that it was a pretty good concert. I don't remember most uh, of it, though. Oh, they were having a good time. <laughs> but your friend, the one you call John, he ruined my concert Saturday. Oh, okay. He's also the reason I've never felt so alive. Ah. <laughs> So, what? John, John, what's he talking about? I have no idea. I have no <laughs> recollection of this night. The night started out well enough. I was halfway through my set and just finished my number one hit. I, I still believe in you. When, when Jonathan, his eyes red with anger and his breath smelling of Schlitz and Fritos, got up on stage and took the mic. Is this ringing a bell yet, Oh, John? I did do that. He, he pushed me aside and called me the MF word. Whoa, John. Wait, I didn't do that. I don't use and that kind of language. He turned to my guitarist and demanded that he play Freebird. John, man, you were out of control, buddy. That's the crazy thing is, I don't even know Freebird. <laughs> I, I tried to take the mic back, but then he bowed up and demanded I play Friends in Low Places. Okay, I know that one. I, I said, young man, I'm friend Vince Gill, not Garth Brooks. And John replied, you're whoever I say you are. <laughs> John. Yeah, it is. Then he donkey punched my fiddler and yelled, <laughs> County to the crowd. And he yelled, what? Moore County. County. <laughs> I do remember that, too. So where was your security, Vince? Hey, man. I, I, yeah. I tried to talk reason to him, tell him he, he'd had a few too many. But then he, uh, he accused me of murdering Gary Coleman <laughs> and, and started talking about some nonsense about him and Dana Plato and a house divided. I was like, you were trying to trend it this weekend. <laughs> wow. You were so wheels off. <laughs> Man. So, but then he calmed down and told me I was good people. <laughs> he, handed, he handed the mic back. That, but then he, he vomited a whole KFC double down. <laughs> Wait. And crowd surfed away. Oh, so, God. Well, some, you know, when somebody famous comes... For the rest of the night. Well, when somebody famous comes to your county, you gotta, you know, you gotta show him his boss. That's a hell of a story. <laughs> I so mean, why are you calling us and telling us I, this? I just wanted to tell you guys that John Owens saved my career. Oh, okay. His rampage was the most exciting thing to ever happen at a big skill concert. <laughs> Jonathan, well, I'm, I'm inviting you back to our next show. Oh, okay. Wow. So, You're having uh, another I show? Down. I don't know if I can do it again. So what do you say, John? You want to go to his next show? Uh, Guys, I got to go. I, I got 36 I got thirty six holes today. Okay, that's a lot of golf. Uh, is he still there? Oh, okay. You guys think that was the real Vince Gill? I don't think that was the real Vince Gill. Was, <laughs> was that the real story, though, John? <laughs> totally. <laughs> Every bit of it was true. <laughs> Y'all remember my wedding? Vaguely. <laughs> that was pretty fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I did. I remember two things stand out. One was you got the you were getting calls or messages from the Herald from Durham. <laughs> Durham out work. Yeah. Asking you why the pages weren't sent or something like that. <laughs> and the other thing is I remember at your wedding, there was uh there were a lot of people I didn't know there, and there was some guy in his eighties who was just tearing it up on the dance floor. Oh yeah, yeah. We got pictures of that guy. John, Jennifer you guys don't know who him. that was either. Just some <laughs> he <guy just> showed <laughs> up. <laughs> he lives on he lives in on the golf course, I think. Just like yeah. lives there.
No, no. It, was, it was a great wedding. Uh, the the actual spot where you guys exchanged vows was beautiful, and it was uh, it was all just really well done. And well, remember, that, so this it's what nine years ago today that you got a phone call as you were about to get married, <laughs> asking you, uh, "How do we put the pages together?" <laughs> I remember Gordon came in my room. I was getting ready. Didn't you say something like? Let's go, man. You got two tickets to Mexico. Let's go. Yeah. Still time to run, man. <laughs> Ain't got to do it. I remember, I remember Gordon's wedding and I remember. Yeah. He was, it was, we were all nice in the basement of the house that, that you were married in the backyard of and, and try to uh, talk him out of it. <laughs> nah. nah, nobody was talking you out of it, but I do remember there was a lot of shots going on down there. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, how's he going <laughs> to. You somebody did. was like, you can go out there and talk to people. And so I did. And I don't remember if it was you that said this, John, or somebody else, but they said it was like, uh, everybody was like, oh my God, there he is. It was like, like they said, it was like seeing Elvis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your your reception was awesome in that place downtown. That yeah. Was awesome yeah, place. That is now the, uh, I think the ERA Struther real estate office. Oh, really? Yeah. But at, at the time it was... Lisa Mathis's art studio, and she let us use it for as a reception. We all need to get oh. married again to other people so we can have more parties like that. <laughs> I'm not going to switch wives. <laughs> we'll find out if they're listening. They're not. We can have a big divorce, <laughs> big divorce party. <laughs> no, just kids. Uh, hey, when when do you think we will be able? To, before all this hit, it's like right before all this hit. The rant had a a one year anniversary of the print publication oh, yeah. plan, and uh, it was going to be a it was going to be, be a, a two year anniversary. Well, I don't even know if it's going to be that anymore, but it was going to be quite an event, and we were going to pack 400, 500 people into Joe's at the time, which just seems oh, like that's, the, I mean, the worst yeah. idea in the world and, right now. <laughs> and as I mentioned, not only were we going to do that, we were going to uh, pass a microphone around that everybody would sing into. <laughs> yeah. Very sloppily and spit into it. Yeah, yeah. It was well, I saw be, that the um, there have been even some without event, COVID, we, we it would have been a disease. <laughs> they're having some event at Hugger Mugger. I sent y'all for the what the bro play. Oh, the sports play. complex. That was that was in the story. They hadn't announced the date yet, but I think That's much of that of is going to be virtual area. Yeah, it's oh, like okay. they'll they'll have something set up there to learn more about it. Yeah. So maybe we need to broaden our. We could probably do it at Depot though, like outdoors. Oh yeah, I still definitely want to do it whenever, whenever we could call know, it like the the again. rant. We could co-brand it and be like Sanford's coming out party. <laughs> hey, <laughs> like I don't know if we can do it indoors anymore, and I know we certainly can't do it at Joe's anymore, can we? I don't know. The governor himself. I just meant like like uh, so many people in one spot. Yeah. Well, when this is all over, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. One thing I uh, a couple weeks ago I, I thought about asking you um, if you wanted to reach out to the the DJ and get our deposit back, and then I realized that that's that's his living, and in a time like this, that might be particularly cruel. Oh no, it would be. <laughs> I uh, I contacted him shortly after um, all this happened, and I said, "Keep your." keep the deposit but we want to keep you on for when it happens and he said that's great i just won't charge you the deposit so so we've got we've got a discounted dj whenever we <laughs> whenever we want to use him so but yeah, you're right gordon it's 
especially to ask now when right <laughs> when i just saw that i was like oh, <laughs> my first impulse was maybe we should get that back and then i was like yeah i really probably shouldn't no that's, i don't need that djs that probably, money back. <laughs> djs are probably all of them are out of business now i can't imagine i don't know unless what about comedians film. that's what i'm thinking about like comedians they're all doing netflix specials now and podcasts yeah. i guess they all have podcasts yeah. but they can't do any work on stage right i think they've done some virtual stuff or some socially distanced stuff um one podcast i listen to is stay of homekins which is paul f tompkins and his wife janie haddad tompkins and oh, they're yeah. both they're both absolutely hilarious but he's talked about he's a comedian and he's talked about some of the special events they've done things you can pay for to get you know exclusive access to so i think like everybody else they're being they're being creative of course Just they're a bunch of it out man elite hollywood satanic pedophiles so yeah i'm probably probably just having the the wool pulled over my eyes you know the uh the internet is nothing but memes now and it's nothing but people trying to come up with these grand statements to take a whole political view and put it down into like eight words and and 100% of them, 99.9% of them are stupid, fail miserably, and make me hate the internet. But I did read one the other day, and I'd like to share it here. And it was uh, um, something like, it's cute that you support the Confederacy. And uh, something about it being, oh, shoot, I just completely messed it up. I think, one of, I think one of you mentioned it as well, but it noted that the Confederacy was the largest human trafficking group ever created. And... Oh yeah, you know what? It really was, and and uh, I've I well, think I mentioned it on the show now. before that human trafficking is yes, it's a terrible, terrible thing, and and I'm not going out on a big limb by saying that, but I have a lot of very right wing friends who are using human trafficking, who I would imagine they have never cared an instance in their life about it, and they're using it as a like Gordon just said as a argument against the Democrats that Democrats support it and. They're using it as, I think, a deflector against what's actually going on in the White House right now. It's like, oh, you care about what Trump's doing. How come you don't care about 600,000 kids going missing every year? You know what? You can care about both. Yeah, what's that got to do with anything? Smoking mirrors right now. <laughs> of course I care about that. <laughs> but well, I mean, the, the but you support thing. the Confederacy, and that was, you know, that was the start of human trafficking here. No, no, I... Yes. It wasn't the start. It was. Yeah, it wasn't the start, Always. like... The okay. North made just as much off slave trade as I mean. Okay, I'm not. I'm not going to okay. be one of those guys. It's again. It's taking a whole. But it wasn't point, the Confederacy. It's a whole point and fitting it on a six-inch meme. And I thought when I read that that it was better than most. I can at least say that. Sometimes memes just exhaust me. Yeah, yeah. it's all. It's all they are. It's all the internet is. I mean, even joke memes can exhaust me after a while. <laughs> It's just, uh, they're all so clever. Yeah. Well, I think what memes try to do now is they try to take your point and they try to twist it again in like eight words. And that's all they are anymore. Yeah. Memes. Memes. So, y'all want to talk about Pizzagate while we're here? No. <laughs> no hey, we got five minutes though. So, well, oh, that's enough time. Going tent camping. I want to talk about that next week. What is your big deal with camping all of a sudden? Well, we bought a tent. And I've been trying to do it. And you love camping. 
Dang, man. I've, I haven't been in like 12 years. And I went with you last time. Yeah, that's right. We got... That was, How come I didn't go camping with you? That guys? was a dumb night. I don't know. You were like, that's stupid. And we, we, probably, <laughs> should, we probably should have like listened to you. Well, we went with, we went with my friend Tony and it was, it was a really just dumb night. It was, although we grilled steaks. That was good. It was weird. It was, it was weird. weird night. We, I camped yeah. for my brother-in-law's bachelor party two and a half years ago. And that was fun, but I slept in the car. Yeah. There's been a few camping trips where I ended up in the car too, because it's just terrible sleeping on a tent in a tent on the ground. Unless you bring a cot or something like that. I don't think I have any cots available, but yeah, I'm going with, I'm bringing, just bringing the kids out there and uh, we're going to Falls Lake. I think that's what it's called up near oh, yeah, Raleigh. Yeah. That's a nice one. Yeah, they got good tent camping areas. We reserved one, um, and it's supposed to get down into the low 60s, upper 50s over the weekend at night. So it'll be nice. Yeah. It'll be nice. It's Labor Day weekend, isn't it? It is Labor Day weekend. Oh, That's another reason that. why we're doing it. Just get out of here. What is your obsession with camping? 